Hey, welcome everybody. Nitsan Mosri here, the traveling investor, and welcome to another traveling investor live stream show where you get to master your mind, body, and wallet. And I'm your host, Nitsan Mosri. First, I want to say thank you to all our sponsors uh, who were able to come and uh, help us uh, continue the show where we go out there and we educate people. We motivate you, give you the passion, the tools, everything you need to become successful in real estate. You know, our tagline is master your mind, body, and wallet. So I love to bring on guests that have gone through a lot of challenges and obstacles to become successful. And it doesn't matter how old you are. You could be a 15-year-old. You could be a 75-year-old. If you went through challenges in your life and you went through hardships and you were able to overcome them and become successful, we want to talk with you. And that brings me to my next guest today. Today, my guest, his name is Bailey Kramer. Okay, Bailey is a 19-year-old guy, all right? Or I should say he started investing when he was 19 years old after reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad in his college dorm. Uh, he's Today, he's an entrepreneur, podcast host. He's a uh, podcast host, and he's based out of sunny Orlando, Florida. You know, since then, Bailey's focused on acquiring properties using creative financing strategies. And we're going to talk to him to hear about what kind of creative financing strategies he's used so that you can go out there and do the same thing. Bailey also co-founded an off-market real estate lead generation company that serves investors across the nation called Property Dogs. In his free time, Bailey enjoys traveling playing sports, and eating delicious foods. So without further ado, I want to welcome Bailey Kramer. Bailey, how are you doing today? Hey, Nitsan. Super excited to be on. I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for being on the show. I know you're super busy doing all these things, eating some good food, playing <laughs> sports, traveling. Um, so, you know, let's let's start quickly. You know, why don't you do me a favor? Share with our listeners who Bailey was you know, when you were 19 years old, you know, in your dorm, what was your mindset behind picking up a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Yeah. So Bailey at 19 years old, which is about a year and a half from today. So I'm, I'm still 20 today, turning 21 soon. So about a year and a half ago, I was a, a college student, still am a college student, but I was, I was somebody who was, who was looking for something. I was looking for something to um, attach to business-wise because I've always had that entrepreneurship mindset. But I was just searching as to what can I actually take my entrepreneurship passions with and align it with. So that's kind of who I was early college days of just seeking, trying to find what I'm passionate about. And then that's when it led to, like you said, the Rich Dad, Poor Dad book that I picked up and, and learned a little thing or two about real estate. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. You know, not many people 19 years old living in a dorm are thinking about that, right? You, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, I remember when I was 19 and you know, or, or in, in college in my dorms. And I definitely wasn't thinking about my future and what I wanted to do and the passions and whatnot. So that's fantastic that you're able to do that at such a young age. You know, you're, you're kind of setting yourself up for the rest of your life by starting so early and starting in an industry that can create cash flow for you, passive cash flow, you know, as you grow. So that's right. fantastic. Um, so you're, you're, you're still in college, you said, yeah? Right. Still in college. I just finished my junior year. So I'm officially a senior and I have one more year to go. Okay. And what do your friends think about all this, you know, real estate investing and whatnot? Yeah. Well, at, at first they were definitely like, oh, this is uh, some kind of get rich quick, quick scheme or because I'm watching all these YouTube videos and a lot of these loud social media guys, which 
they might be promoting the get rich, rich quick scheme, which is not what I'm chasing and not what I'm interested in. But then once I said, Hey, I just got my first property. They're like, wait, what? I, I, th- I thought you were, I thought you were kind of just, you know, talking, doing a lot of talking and learning, but not really going to go anywhere. So when I got that first one, they were like, wow, this is actually pretty legit. And then I got a few more and they're like, okay, then it was kind of more normalized, but still they didn't fully understand what I was exactly up to. That's great. That's great. You know, and, and, and it's, it's amazing to see someone your age be uh, a beacon of light, you know, something that stands out from all the rest, right? So when, when you're looking to be successful or you're on the path to success, being different uh, usually helps, right? We're taught sure. in school to, you know, fit into the mold, right? But you kind of took that mold, you broke it, you said, you know what, I'm going to do my thing. And then, and and whoever wants to laugh or poke fingers or whatnot, haha, I'm going to have the last laugh or I'm going to be laughing all the way to the bank. <laughs> exactly. So what, what was the first deal that you did? Yeah. So the first deal I did was actually back this year in February, uh, February 15th. We bought a property off market and it was a classic fix and flip deal. So that one we're actually selling, we're planning on selling in the next two weeks. And it, again, a, kind of a little bit more of a classic deal. We did buy it using um, cash mm-hmm. and d- the, the classic rehab, the floors, the walls, the, the kitchen, you know, pretty much everything on the inside, everything cosmetic. Mm-hmm. And we're getting ready to, 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 to sell that one pretty soon. Okay, cool. And how did you find that one? How did you find the property? Yeah, so all of the deals that we find are off market. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I would say 99% of them. So the way the what, what we do is we do text messaging and calling. So the way that that works is there's there's tons of data out there, as you know, Nitsan, tons of data and different data leads to different um, assumptions. So for example, there's data showing vacant houses. There's data showing houses that have a lot of equity in them. And these could be some indicators that someone's actually looking to sell their property because if it's vacant, well, that house is just sitting there. Maybe someone needs to you know, be reminded, hey, you want to sell that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that was actually what happened with this one is it was vacant and we gave them a call, said, hey, you looking to sell your property? And after some conversation, they said, actually, we are looking to sell the property. And then we, you know, we got talking there and we we're able to make the deal happen. Wow, that's fantastic. So how do you find the houses? You know, and I know you said that there's, you know, vacant. Do you have someone sourcing these for you? Do you go out and buy lists? How do you actually source the deals? Yeah, great question. So there's, like I said, tons of resources. The thing that we use is a is a source called PropStream, mm-hmm. online service that you can kind of look really nationwide at these different categories. Like I said, vacants, high equity lists, you name it, they're they're on there. Low equity, tax liens, and that's what we use as our primary source of of data. There's mm-hmm. also sites like Batch Leads, List Source. You can even go to your local courthouse and ask them for records. I, apparently I haven't done that. So, and there's a lot of ways to get them. PropStream is right. just a subscription service that pretty much does all the heavy lifting for you. You just have to tell them where you want it and what you want, and they'll, they'll hand it right to you. 
Oh, that's awesome. That's fantastic. So it's kind of, you don't have to really go out and search for the properties. You're getting a list that you're, you know, with your specific criteria that you're looking for in the specific, I guess, zip code and, you exactly. know, what kind of house you're looking for, what kind of uh, terms or whatever that was going on with the house. And then you just start marketing to them, right? Exactly. That's awesome. You know, once um, one of my mentors told me, uh, you know, we're not in the real estate game. We're in the marketing game. Hundred product is real estate. Right. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. That's awesome. So um, you also started uh, this uh, company called Property Dogs, right? It's yep. an off-market lead generation company. So tell us more about that. Exactly. So what happened was in the beginning, how I first got into it all is uh, some part of this mastermind group. And it's just basically a group that people like-minded people, networking, doing deals, the whole thing. So there's somebody in our group who said, Hey Bailey, you know, I've been in real estate for you know 20 years now. I, you know, I, I have the fix and flip thing down, but market's crazy right now. I can't find any deals. So I was like, all right, let's let's do some lead gen. And that's kind of how we end up partnering together. So we looked through every single lead gen strategy, pay-per-click, direct mail, text messaging, voicemail drops, all the door knocking, all these different strategies that you could do. And we thought, you know, which one do we want to go after? Because we could have been researching for, for months, but we said, you know, after some digging, we said, all right, let's try this text messaging thing. I've never heard of it before I, I started researching. It sounded kind of cool. So we, we basically started building our system for ourselves with the text messaging and the calling. And once we had a system that was pretty down pat and we were getting results from it, we said, okay, why don't we do this for other investors? Because all the investors around us were like, how are you guys getting deals right now? It's Everything's overpriced on the market, number one. I don't have time to sit at my desk all day to cold call. How are you guys doing it? So right. we, we decided, all right, let's, let's bring in, you know, we started with one person and we slowly built it up and we're still building it now. And um, that's kind of, that's how it started. Yeah. That's amazing. That's fantastic. So, okay. So let me ask you this. What, for someone starting out, it could be a college kid, could be a high school kid, could be, you know, 40, 50 year old person, 60 year old person. What would you say would be, you know, one of the first couple of things that they need to do when they want to get involved in real estate? The very first thing is to get a baseline education. Mm -hmm. And that baseline education can come from books, can come from podcasts, can come from webinars everything free. You just kind of consuming information and getting just an understanding so that if you talk to somebody who's in the business, you could actually have a conversation. And if he says a term, it's not mm -hmm. like I've never heard that of that in my life. As long as you kind of get some of those terms and you're a little bit comfortable with it, that's what I mean by baseline education. I'm not talking like a four-year degree, just for, for like, for me, it took two to three months and it might've even, even taken less but I was just doing podcast after podcast, book after book. And, I, and after a little while, I was like, okay, I understand it. You buy a house, you fix it up. Obviously, there's a lot more to it, but just that baseline. And then after you have that education down, the next most important piece is that networking piece. Mm -hmm. It's not about really what you know, because you already have that baseline education. It's really who you know, in my opinion, that's going to bring you to the next level. Got it. Got it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Education. Getting yourself educated is super important in the subject that you want to become the expert in. Yeah. Right. 
like you said, learning the lang- learning the language, learning the terminology, the little nuances of every different type of property and so forth. So let me ask you this now. Do you buy properties in your backyard? Do you go out of state? And if you go out of state, how do you manage those fix and flips that you're out of state? Great question. So like I said before, I go to school down in Florida. Mm-hmm. My family does live in Wisconsin and that's okay. actually where I'm at right now. I'm in Wisconsin. Okay. And my partner, the one who I said, we started the lead gen company and that's who I've been investing with. He actually lives in Illinois. Mm -hmm. So, which is only about an hour and a half away from me in Wisconsin, but most of the year I'm down in Florida at school and our, the properties we're investing in are in Illinois. Mm. So the fix and flips and the rental property as well, all technically long distance when I'm in Florida, when I'm in Wisconsin, it's a little bit closer. But the way I'm able to do that, and the thing I said before is with the networking piece is my partner is the one who all these properties are in his backyard. So it mm-hmm. makes it a lot simpler where it's not like if something goes wrong, I have to immediately fly. If, you know, if, if a pipe breaks, he's a few minutes away. He can, he, you know, he can drive there. Right. So that's, that's how we're able to get over that hurdle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very good. And um, so do you ever get looked at and said, oh, you know, you're too young to be in real estate or, you know, I I can't really take you seriously because you're so young. Has that ever happened to you? Has never happened. And I think that's one of the things that I was super nervous about in the beginning, especially when I was in like that middle learning phase where I couldn't really have a great conversation with somebody because I didn't fully, I wasn't fully educated. Everything was like, I felt like I was like looking up at these like huge monsters and I didn't, you know, I thought everyone was going to look at me and be like, dude, you're nine. Cause at the time I was 19. And when I told people that I only got positive reactions, I, I, I haven't gotten anybody who says, Oh dude, you're 19. You can't do this. <laughs> I had some people who took me maybe a little bit less serious and underestimated my abilities, but no mm-hmm. one who flat out said, dude, you can't do this at 19. You can't do this at everything that I got was super positive which was really refreshing, especially after me being super nervous. And most that's a big limiting belief that most people have that are my age, a little bit older, maybe a little bit younger, is they're like, I can't get in this because I'm so young. That's the mindset shift that needs to happen. And just know that I think it was actually an an advantage for me being so young to get started than than being older. So at first I was scared about it, but then now I'm like, wait, I'm I'm very lucky that that I'm this young starting out. Oh, absolutely. You know, by the time you're 25 years old, you could be set for life. Right. Have nice passive income, have a nice net worth because of the properties that you own. Um, and and then go out and possibly even help other college kids go out and start building their wealth right. while they're in college. Right. Exactly. So that's that's a very that's a positive thing you have behind you. And I like what you said about the mindset, right? Um, how important is mindset in your business? Oh, it, my, mindset's everything. Um, mm-hmm. Starting from even just the mindset to get started and start networking with people, you have to have that mindset that you that you can, that you're that you that even that that you know enough, that, that you feel confident enough. Because it takes confidence to message somebody on Bigger Pockets or LinkedIn or Facebook or whatever and say, "Hey, would love to chat with you." It takes a lot of a lot of courage to do it. And once you do it, you get a lot more comfortable with it, just like anything else. But mindset, it, it, it never stops as well, because mm-hmm. right now, 
you know, I'm in the mindset where we're investing in, in single family properties. And then each property we buy that's worth more money. I'm like, I get a little bit nervous about it. We, cause we've take, we've typically been buying in the range of, we'll call it 150,000 is like the average price. And now we're, we're buying a deal that's 800,000. So the, the mindset has, is always expanding. And so we're going to buy that property. And then I'm sure in before you, before I know it, it's going to be a one point something million dollar property. And that's going to be, that's going to be, that's going to be nerve wracking. So the mindset's always um, needs to be strong. And I think the most important thing with that is who you're surrounded with because right. they're able to help you and push you and, and keep that mindset strong together. That's awesome. So let me ask you this. So do you still go out and party with your friends or are you just focused on building your business? So I've never been too much of a partier, <laughs> uh, but it, it, it is, it is tough finding a little bit of a balance. It was, it was, I think it was a lot easier with COVID because mm-hmm. everyone was pretty much inside anyways. A lot of things were closed and it was kind of just a good excuse to say, I, I'm just going to keep working. I'm just going to keep working. So it, it's tough to find the balance for sure. Cause I, I, I like working, but I also know how important it is to, to have fun. Although right. I think working is like super fun. It, it, it is a balancing act that, that I'm constantly going with. And that's why a lot weekends i like to i like to shut off and 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 hang out with family friends have that type of fun and then during the week i'm i'm pretty locked in right that's the that's the beautiful thing about doing real estate about being involved in real estate having your own company is that if you do it correctly right and you find that balance you can create a business that will revolve around the lifestyle that you want Right. Rather than, you know, we see a lot of our parents, friends, family, whatnot, that they actually give up their life for their business or for work, right? They right. trade in their time for money, right? And if you don't trade in your time for money, then you don't make the money, right? Right. Here, here what we're doing is we're building a business that we can duplicate ourselves and bring other people in to help us do it. And then that cash flow starts coming in and now we can step back and enjoy life. Exactly. Right? That's what it's all about. So what are some of your goals and aspirations? Yeah. So my, 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 my next goal is to be able to graduate college self-sustaining. So not have to go get a job, not have to rely on my parents or any, anybody. I want it to all be on me. So the way that I'm doing that is with partially rentals, partially the flips, the lead generation business, and a few of those things going on. So um, I'm definitely on track for that. And so that's just the first thing. I've always had it in my mind. It's never really been a, a certain dollar figure to me. It's always mm-hmm. just been, can I live on my own and just be in control? And that's mm-hmm. just been the most important thing, whether it's the, the, the money part doesn't matter too much to me. But it's it's always been that, so that's my I guess my one year goal because I do graduate in literally one year from now, so that's kind of crazy to see. It's almost like I look at it like my my runway. I, I have all this time. I'm in college. I'm in a, I'm in my 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 college apartment, and you know one year goes by, and then I either have to fly or or I'm down. So I'm gonna fly. I know that for sure. But um, it's just kind of it's the one year runway. That's it. And then yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, then go ahead. No, I didn't mean to cut you off. Please continue. Oh yeah. So that's like my, that's my immediate goal. 
Um, as far as long-term goals, they're super hard for me to set because if you asked me a year ago where I'd be today, I would, I would not, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't assume that, that I was here. So it's super tough. I, I do know that I got into real estate and why I'm so interested in, and passionate about real estate and entrepreneurship and business is that time factor. So I know you're a traveling monster. You go everywhere. So I want to, that, that, that's one of the big things for me. I want to just be able to have the choice to travel. I, I like traveling now, but if I, if I leave for a few weeks now, I might be in a little bit of financial trouble, right. but definitely I want to get to that point where I can go travel and, and do what I want, where I want and with who I want. Sure. Absolutely. And you know, you hit on a, you hit on the correct nail is that you should never focus on the dollar amount. It's good to say, listen, I want to make this amount of money, but you know, hit, making money your goal. Um, personally, I don't think that's a good way of doing things. Creating a lifestyle, aiming for a specific type of lifestyle, right? This is what goals of people should be. Young people, old people, it doesn't matter what, is the lifestyle. What kind of yeah. lifestyle can I create for myself, my family, my friends? What do I want to do? What is important for me? Do I want to become a philanthropist? Do I want to travel? Do I want to just sit at home and, you know, scratch my head all day in front of a TV? Whatever it is, <laughs> right? It's the lifestyle that should be uh, what we what we go after. Because 100%. you can always have more money, right? If you're making a million, well, you know, I want a million and a half. Then I want two million. Then I want three million. Um, it's funny because my wife was reading a book the other day and we were talking about it, how uh, this guy went out and he was in a networking group and everybody's walking around going, hey, I'm a high achiever. I'm a millionaire. You're a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. And this guy's looking around. And he goes, I'm, I'm already a millionaire. So why am I in this room? And he left thinking I don't belong here anymore. And he started interviewing billionaires. And the one difference that he found between millionaires and billionaires is that billionaires never see the end. They don't say, well, I want to make a million dollars. And when they make a million dollars, that's it. They go, what else can I do? Why can't I make it bigger? Why can't I do this? Why can't I make a billion dollars? There's no limit for them, right? So when you're putting your goals as, as, as when you're putting money as a goal, you're kind of limiting yourself. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I, I agree with that. It, it's always, it's something that's always expanding. You're always going to, every single time, I think of a goal. I'm like, all right, I want, I want a little bit more. I want a little bit more. So I, 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 I do agree with that. I think that's, that's a good point. You know, and, and, you know, if they're billionaires and they're telling us this, then, you know, if we want to become billionaires, we need to listen to them. Right. Right. My mentor a long time ago told me, find someone who has what you want, do what they did. You'll get what they got. Exactly. Right? <laughs> if you want to be a billionaire. Don't listen to a millionaire. Right. If you want to, you know, if you want to make millions, don't listen to somebody who's making $50,000 a year. Yeah. Right. And that, that was actually a big, big thing with me to getting into real estate is because I was talking to all these people that were 30, 40, 50, 60 years old. And it, it was a little difficult for me to, cause like you said, have you, who you hang out with, you know, you kind of become them. You, you, you phrased it better. Mm -hmm. But, um, so my problem was I'm talking to all these people that aren't really in my, in my age range. I finally found, um, somebody, I connected with somebody who was just two years older than me and was basically just a few steps ahead. So I think that was, that was big for me is mm -hmm. find somebody who's actually, a, you know, a few steps ahead of you and you can kind of follow them. And it makes more sense. If I'm, if I'm following someone who's been in the business for 20 years and trying to replicate with, 
you you definitely learn a lot. I've learned a ton from people who've been in the business for a long time and mistakes, especially those big mistakes that they made. Mm -hmm. But as far as those little nitty gritty, hey, I just did this last year, whether it's like a house hack or something on a smaller scale, that's definitely been a huge help for me as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You definitely want to follow someone that has been there and done that before. So yeah. do you have a coach and a mentor? Do you work with someone that's kind of guiding you, that's showing you that's been there? Yeah, I do. And and even just in the year and a half, it's, it's been almost not, not that you're out, not that I outgrow my mentor, but I, I, I learned something new that kind of makes me, you know, they, they give me a lot, uh, you know, and then I'm ready to learn a little bit more that something that they don't have. So mm-hmm. in the beginning, like I said, I, I, I was networking with this this guy named Kyle Marcotte. He was 21 at the time. I was 19 at the time. And he just syndicated like two deals, 100 plus units. So he was like, he just did it. He just dropped out of college. Like he was super close in proximity to me. And I was like, wow, I can, okay. I was like, now I can actually see how I can do it. Cause if you can do it, I know I can do it. You just did it. You're 21. Okay. And then, um, and then, yeah, I joined a mastermind group you know, networking, masterminding, mm-hmm. learning. Mm-hmm. And then the partner that I have now, he's also been a huge mentor for me. He's He's been in the business for um, pretty much as long as I've been alive. He's been in the business for 20 years. And um, yeah, le- learning a ton from him. And like I said in the beginning, you know, because a lot of people think, well, if someone's been in the business for 20 years, why the heck are they partnering with you, Bailey? You're, you know, you just got started. Well, it's 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 the value add piece. Mm-hmm. So like I said, mm-hmm. he was looking for, for deals. He, he, he didn't, he wasn't an expert on the lead gen. Neither was right. I, but I had the time and the hustle to try to figure it out with him. Exactly. So that's how we, that's how we partnered up. Um, and, and yeah, that's fantastic. And it, it's so true. You know, sometimes complete opposites will come together and yeah. form a great partnership because you're complete opposites, right? Just yeah. like you said it. He's been in the business for 20 some odd years. He doesn't have the time to sit there and start thinking or, or creating different processes and systems to create lead generation. And here you come, someone with the passion, with the hunger, with with the desire and the time to do this. And now you join forces, you take your skill set his skill set, you put it together, and it's a ma- you know it's a marriage made in heaven. And exactly. you at you know you 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 take advantage of that situation. He takes advantage of the situation, and it's a win win for everybody. Right, and that that that's that's what you have to have for a good partnership is 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 both sides contributing, creating a win win. Because if I didn't if I didn't have him and he didn't have me, obviously we could figure out in you know in the long term. It's not like we're both just oh we we're done with real estate, but right. in, in the short term. You know, if I don't, if I didn't have his experience with me, that'd be tough. If he didn't mm-hmm. have my hustle and and my drive and to figure out this lead gen stuff, well, we'd both kind of be stuck. So we, we joined forces. And like you said, that that's what creates the, the partnership. Absolutely. So tell me about some of the uh, creative financing strategies that you guys were using. Yeah. So the most basic one, I think that's most common for people is seller financing, mm-hmm. also known as owner financing, some other terms that people use. But basically what that means is instead of you going to the bank and saying, hey, can I get a 30-year mortgage at a 3% interest rate on you know 30-year term? And they say, yes, you, they check your credit, they check your, your past income, all that good stuff. Instead of doing that route, you go to the seller 
and you say, hey, do you want to finance? Do you want to become the bank? Do you want to be the one issuing us this loan? We're going to make our monthly mortgage payments to you. So that's what seller financing is. Um, we've done quite a few deals now using seller finance. That, that $800,000 um, house that I'm talking about, that was seller financed. So that one, just to kind of break down the numbers, we, we were able to get 10% down. We did um, a five-year term and we have a 3% interest rate. So just to compare that and, and kind of put that in perspective, if I went to a bank right now and I said, hey, I want to buy a three, I want to buy an $800,000 house, they'd probably start laughing at me. They, I have my, my past two year of, of tax returns is basically nothing. My credit score <laughs> is actually pretty decent, but nothing, I don't have anything impressive on there. It's just, mm-hmm. I haven't done, I, have, I just haven't gotten in too much debt. Yeah. So, I'm, you know, so seller financing is a way that you can still get great terms mm-hmm. and the seller's not checking your your credit or your past. It's more just based on who you are as a person, your personal relationship, and it, it, that that's how that that side goes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And have you used any other forms of uh, creative financing, or is that basically the, the the strategy that you're using? So we also do something called subject to. Mm-hmm. So basically, what happens is when we're talking to these sellers, there, there's two main uh, strategies we can use: either uh, seller financing or subject to. Se- seller financing is is super good when there's not too much motivation that they want to sell, but you know, they're, they're, they're in a pretty good place themselves. Subject two is a, a strategy we can use to, to really help a seller out, get, to really help the seller get out of a six, sticky situation. So I'll give one example that we've done and what, what subject two actually means. So subject two, we do subject to the mortgage, meaning we basically take over someone's existing mortgage. So let me break that down in an example that we actually did. We contacted a seller. He was a military guy. So he just got a, a, a loan a year ago, maybe two years ago, if, if I remember correctly. So he put 0% down because they have the military, the VA loans, they have special programs. So 0% down, a 2.7 or 2.9% interest rate. Again, something I would never be able to qualify for at the bank. And 30-year term, and the house was in pristine condition. So this guy's issue was he's moving to Texas. Again, his house is in Illinois. He's moving to Texas and he's going to buy a house down there. Well, the problem is he has a house in Illinois. And since he just bought it, super nice, great terms on it. He bought it at a pretty high price compared to what it's actually worth. So in order for him to sell it, he would need to either sell it himself mm-hmm. and he'd still lose money based on what it's actually worth. He could use a real estate agent, which after commissions, fees, all that good stuff, he has to come out of pocket 15 grand, which he doesn't have. And nobody really wants to come out of pocket. Right. So his other option was, hey, listen, we're going to come. We're going to come in. We'll take over your mortgage. We'll take over everything. If something breaks, it's on us. And we make our, di- we make our money on the difference between the principal, interest, tax, and insurance basically mm-hmm. what he pays and the rent. So his, his mortgage was basically right around a thousand bucks and this property rents for 1750. So our money is made on the spread and depending on 
the deal as well. Sometimes we'll say, hey, listen, we'll we'll pay you the mortgage. We'll also give you a hundred bucks a month. So sometimes we sweeten the deal. Um, this one in particular, can't remember off the top. I don't think we sweeten the deal maybe a hundred bucks a month, but it's a way that we're able to get in. We're making the cash flow. The cash flow between a thousand bucks and seventeen fifty is seven hundred fifty before, of course, expenses. So knock that down a few hundred bucks. But we're in the deal for pretty much no money, just closing costs. Mm -hmm. So that that's that's one really good example that, that we've been able to do. That's fantastic. Yeah, seller financing subject to great, great ways of getting into a deal. And you can get into them very quickly without having to go through the traditional lender route and being yep. approved and pulling all those uh, reports and, you know, the timing and, and, and all that stuff. Right. Right. That's 100%. fantastic. That's fantastic. Well, you know, Bailey, you know, when you're having a good time, time flies. <laughs> right. Um, how can people get in touch with you if they want to learn more about, you know, your, your property dogs and, and, and learning about how to get involved in real estate? Yeah. Best way reach me out, reach, reach, me on Facebook or Instagram. Just look up my name. I'll pop up. Um, I have a bunch of other my web website, podcast, everything's kind of linked on those sites. So the easiest way, send me a message on, on Instagram, shoot me an, uh, a friend request on Facebook. Love to connect with anybody. Really. That's how I got first, first, start, first started is just connect with literally podcast guests. So reach out, love to connect and, and help any way I can. Awesome. Hey man, thanks so much for being on the show. Keep kicking ass, taking phone numbers, you know, show everybody that, you know, it's okay. You can be 20 years old and, and make and build your empire. Um, you know, way to go, you know, full power, more power to you. Appreciate it. Anytime. And travelers, thanks for being on the show. We'll see you next week somewhere on Spaceship Earth. And remember that next week, our live stream, May 20th at 3 p.m. Eastern, is going to be with investor and author Lane Kawaoka. And again, I'm still doing my $7 perfect money raising system, which is happening now. So if you want to learn how to raise millions of dollars and buying multifamily using other people's money, I'm sharing that information with you for only $7. That's it, just $7. And you're going to get exactly step-by-step -step everything that I do, what I say, how I say, my, my slide deck, all of that to raising money. So get it now. I'm also now doing buy one, get one free. If you join my group coaching call, it's only $36 it's a month. You know, that's $9 for a Friday half hour session, 45 minute session with me. You get to ask me questions and work on your business together. That's worth millions of dollars and it's only $36. And if you buy one now, you can get a second month for free. So until next week, I'm Nitsan Mosri, the traveling investor. Travel well, travel safe, and I'll see you somewhere on Spaceship Earth. Take care.